You're listening to Stimulus Tech Talk, a conversation-based podcast created by Stimulus Technologies that covers a range of topics related to business and technology. Welcome to Stimulus Tech Talk. I am Sharon Lip, Marketing Manager here at Stimulus Technologies, and I am with our CEO, Nathan Whitaker. And today we are going to be talking about tools we can use for employee productivity. Welcome, Nathan. Thank you for having me, as always. Um, So we talked about employee engagement a little while ago. So this one's going to focus more on um, not only, you know, we talked about engagement, now we're going to talk about how to measure and increase, hopefully increase employee productivity. What are some tools employers can use to measure productivity? You know, I think so. I'm going to speak a lot from experience and seeing what um, we do inside our company at Simulus Technologies and a little bit about what uh, we see our clients doing. I think one of the things is employees want to know what they're responsible for. So I think the first thing you got to do is, is define what the expectations are for your team, whether it's a, you know, an hourly or daily or weekly or quarterly, annually, some type of key performance indicator that they're responsible for. It might be one, it might be multiple, but each employee needs to understand, you know, where, you know, where the goal line is um, for for that time period. Because without that, they don't know what their expectations are. So once, once that goal line is set, getting them information of where they're at on a regular basis. So We've at Stimulus, we've gone through over the last uh, two years and really clearly defined what our procedures are inside the company. And I actually talk about this a lot in my forthcoming book um, about how to create those procedures, especially for the technical staff, you know, the people that are doing things every day. But, you know, it could be all parts of your company. You know, Sherry and I have done a lot on the the marketing side to define our procedures and what the expectations are. And I think it's helped us improve getting these podcasts out, getting our webinars done. Um, And it's a constant refined process. But, you know, I think we just need to know what or the employees need to know what needs to be done and then have dashboards that the employees can see where they're at towards those and also the the managers um, to to see where they're at all the way up to the owners of the company so inside the stimulus we use uh, a dashboard system called bright gauge uh, there's quite a few out there Microsoft has one called power bi that's very customizable that integrates with a lot of different systems if you just do a quick Google search on dashboard systems um, and you want to make sure your dashboard Dashboards integrate with all your different software applications. So we use inside our company a specific software package that allows us to run our uh, managed IT and internet services for our ticketing and, and different things. And our software integrates with that so that we can we can automatically pull reports. So and then the other thing that for us is we use uh, EOS, which is the Entrepreneurial Operating System, uh, based on the book Traction, and we set um, KPIs for our employees based on that, and also quarterly and annual and three-year goals. And we track those inside our dashboarding dashboard system too. And uh, the team members that are responsible for different KPIs or different goals have to update those uh, weekly. And then we review them as an operation team and a management team uh, weekly too. So so I think having those dashboards is really essential. It really helps everybody know where the company is going and where the individuals are at. 
And do you think having um, all those the dashboards and having employees actively involved in tracking and and creating their goals has improved uh, productivity and engagement? I think it certainly has. Um, I mean, I, I guess I send it back to you, Sherry. I mean, you're you're part of this too, inside of Stimulus Technologies. Where do you, I mean, from you as a, a team member here and, and having those responsibles, how you know, responsibilities, how do you feel that they're doing? Yeah, I think for me, it's been nice. And I don't know if it applies to every level employee, but, you know, creating, you know, goals and KPIs with with supervisors and you and then measuring it each week and having it, you know, having the accountability is definitely, especially working remotely. I think it helps, you know, increase that feeling a part of the whole company. Um, so I like it you know, for that. I, you know, I think you brought up a good point uh, from a remote standpoint. It is a little bit harder. You know, back in the day, I remember um, I had charts up on the wall. You know, we could, uh, one of my managers at one point was just putting like uh, sticky notes with, you know, what their goal was. And then we just put the daily, you know, number of tickets that were closed and would stick those on the wall. And it was easy for everybody to walk in and see those very easily with remote work or, you know, if you have offices in multiple locations where all the employees aren't in the same location, you have to go with a technology solution that people can see that it's, you know, used across the entire company. And it's, you know, and I think that the other key that you said that's really important is the the accountability and the visibility. So, you know, it's it's easy to set goals. It's easy to say, okay, well, we're going to achieve, you know, this KPI. But if you're not looking at it at least weekly, um, no movement happens on it. I mean, it, we're, you know, I think when this podcast comes out, it'll probably be towards the end of September, but we're currently the middle of September, which is towards the end of our Q3. And, and I know I have something that I'm responsible for that I have not completed. And now I'm, I got a couple of weeks left and I got to get on it. So, and I have to be accountable as even as a CEO every week to my team to say, okay, it's not done or it's you know not started. I'm off track, but having that constant accountability, I think helps with it a lot, especially in a remote environment. Yeah, I agree. And it also gives you opportunity to maybe not feel as bad about not completing a goal because you can say the reasons right then and there as you're going along instead of at the end and maybe see if you need help or to adjust it. So I think it's a really helpful tool from my standpoint on that part of it. And I, you know, I think that's a, another excellent point is, uh, and I was going to say it, but you said it first, uh, it's, you know, when you're reporting on it, if you have an issue that came up, let's say you're working on something and, and you've hit a roadblock and, and you're now declaring that the goal is off track or the KPI is off track, you know, that's one of the things that I ask for is, you know, as we're reviewing these is, you know, what do you need help with? How can, you know, others uh, help? And then we add it onto the issue list and say, okay, this is um, either need to adjust this goal because things have changed or the positive or the negative. And if we need to bring in other people to help with it, and that gives us the opportunity to discuss it at that point too. So, you know, that collaboration happens when you're actually looking at raw data where everybody's at. And so are there other ways you create a positive work environment for um, encouraging productivity? I mean, I know me as a supervisor, I know helping getting my the people I'm supervising involved in the goal setting so I can kind of see how they view their position and what their interests are has really helped. And what other things have you done? Inside of Stimulus, we implemented quite a few years ago this um, micro bonusing system. And um, that's one of the things that I really like that we did. Um, and I, 
I think the staff really likes it too. So there are some controversies. And, and uh, if you do some searches on micro bonusing, you'll read some very positive articles and you'll also read some negative articles about it. And I'll just touch on the negatives real quick. So, um, you know, some people feel the micro bonusing, you know, you often are just, you know, bonusing your friends. Um, it definitely incentivizes, you know, trading of bonuses. But really, I don't see that happening a ton. What I see, and, and I'll just describe the process. So the company funds a bonus amount that employees can give to each other. And part of the giving these bonuses is a recognition of they did, they're supposed to be doing something, you know, either helping each other out or maybe outside of their scope of daily work or, you know, um, winning, you know, something great, you know, like winning a sale or completing a big project or whatever it may be. It allows employees to recognize each other rather than that just being top down. And then everybody else can see what people are posting. And for us, now that we're, you know, in five different states, the great thing is, is our teams that are not in the same area can see what other people are doing too. So that's one of the things that I really like is it allows other people to have visibility of what other teams are doing that might not be in their same department or their same geographic area. And it allows us to recognize or, or see who else is in the company. You know, we have 70 employees and, you know, I, not everybody knows everybody else. So I, I really like the micro bonusing system. We use one called Bonusly. Uh, there are, again, quite a few out there. It doesn't cost a lot as a company. You know, we set a threshold of $20 that people can give out throughout the month. Um, and then you can trade them in for gift cards or different things as, as that money accumulates. Um, so it's micro. It's not like, you know, we're giving out thousands of dollars, but it it's more the recognition. I think that's more important to recognize great job on, you know, fixing that uh, major tower outage that happened over the weekend or, you know, completing that project or winning this uh, big sales deal. And then other people can add on to those bonuses and cheer them on. It also has automatic recognition of, uh, of work anniversaries, birthdays. You can add other things in there. So I just, I think it's a great, great system. There's, a, like I said, in and a lot of HR systems, so electronic HR systems out there, there's these micro bonus systems that are built in. Um, we use a third party one that we've used for, uh, I think, five or eight years now and really like it. And I think it's a positive, positive thing for the company. Some other things, you know, I think enhances teamwork and productivity is just using the tools at our disposal to, you know, whether you use Slack inside your organization or Teams, um, I think those are great collaboration tools. Um, having everybody have, you know, a camera so that you can <laughs> see each other. Um, one of our general rules inside the company is if we're in meetings, the cameras are on so that we can interact with, with each other and see each other. And, you know, I think it helps with communication uh, and collaboration to see expressions. A lot of times when it's just audio or text, you miss that, the subtle parts of the communication. You miss the audio clues or the, the visual clues that happen. I mean, video is still not as good as in person, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. So all our all our employees have cameras that they can, they can use inside the meetings. So, and then, you know, effectively using these collaboration tools that they're great. I mean, Slack and Teams are the two big ones now. Um, there's other Others out there, but I, I recommend if you're using something, you know, use it inside your organization. Have everybody using it because it's a, even if you're in the same office, it can really help with improving communication and uh, saving time to have those quick, instant communications. And so, what kind of tools? That kind of went over 
a lot of what I was thinking of in my next questions, um, as far as like tools employees can use and, you know, for communication and productivity, but what kind of tools, what, do you have any recommendations for employees who may be underperforming and like how to get them back on track or see if they're not going to work out, I guess? I, I think we've gone as a company kind of going back to the KPIs of using real information. Uh, one of the things is getting feedback from customers about uh, team members. So, you know, we we do extensive um, customer satisfaction scoring. So uh, every time a service ticket is closed out, the customer has an opportunity to submit feedback, uh, positive or negative. And one of the things on the employee dashboards that we have is um, they can see their CSAT score, uh, customer satisfaction score, and we can see it too as, as a global measure. So that's that's one of the things we look at is you know feedback from customers. And if somebody's getting a lot of negative feedback from customers, you know, just sitting down and understanding why that is. And so rather than just especially if it's an employee that you're not, you know, you, you don't know what that interaction, you know, they're out in the field, maybe getting that feedback back helps a lot. And then if you know if they're you know something that has to produce like on a on a job site or on a factory floor or something that they're actually uh, even even knowledge workers you know um, tax accountants or you know attorneys or whatever it may be you can track their productivity and rather than having these arbitrary um, okay I don't feel like you're doing a good job you know really having clear definitions on what the expectations are and then measuring their performance on the expectations and if they're not meeting it then coaching them through it I'm I'm a I'm a firm believer in coaching I probably do it too much is <laughs> you know helping employees um, progress and and uh, grow in, in the values of the company. So, you know, coaching them through that. And then if they don't, if they can't meet that over a period of time, then, you know, then it's time to part ways. And, but everybody understands, I think in that, in that scenario, why it didn't work out. And a lot of times what I found is employees uh, realize that they, they're not meeting the expectations and they find other jobs elsewhere because they know that, you know, they're not meeting what, what's expected in the company, or maybe it's something that they didn't want to do. You know, it's, um, we call it, um, you know, the right seat or maybe the wrong seat. It might be the right person, but the wrong seat. It might be something that they're just either not good at or don't want to do. And, you know, either you can find them a different position in the company that they can excel at or or maybe, you know, they realize that they need to find a different different path in their career and something that they can excel at somewhere else. So I think having those clear numbers, whether it's customer feedback or internal feedback, is really important to have those conversations. And we've talked about in the past, um, kind of you measuring these KPIs is kind of instead of employers worrying about what their employee is doing every second of the day, it's measuring the results. Um, what do you see is um, a good time management strategy or tools that can help with time management? So I um, just really quick on your first comment, I have, especially as we went to a lot of remote work, I've had a lot of customers say, I want to track everything my employees are doing all day long on their computers. You know, how do I know they're being productive at home? And, you know, do you really as an owner have time to sit there and watch what your employees are doing every day? I I think that's that's poor management of poor poor use of managers time. And I can tell you that you'll get tired of it very quickly. So you know, watching and, and employees figure out a way around it. You know, there's software out there that will click the mouse every few minutes and, and keep screens active and, and automatically do things and make it look like they're working. So I, I, I would not encourage anybody for doing 
like monitoring of computers. Now, some things that you could monitor is like blocking or, or monitoring website usage where people are going to on their devices to ensure that they're not going um, and uh, applying for other jobs from a, a company computer or, you know, sending uh, potentially internal information out to other organizations. So from a security aspect, I think you can monitor uh, computers. So, you know, really understanding where they're at is is just looking at those KPIs and mo- monitoring and managing what what they're doing. And then from a time perspective is I think most employees want to come into the day and, and know what they have doing or have to do. So I as a I use Outlook extensively. I plan my day. If you look at my calendar, I've had scheduled events throughout the week. Um, a lot of them are recurring. I highly encourage people if they have, you know, one-to-ones with their team, just rather than trying to figure it out every time, just have a reoccurring calendar item. About half of my week is scheduled by reoccurring calendar items. So I'm not even thinking about it anymore. It's just reoccurring. Uh, for people that have, you know, technical uh, or other work that they're doing, you know, either having a, a scheduler or an assistant or somebody that's in charge of, of scheduling the teams, I think helps a lot. Uh, but it should integrate with some calendar or reminder system. I remember back in the, back in the day, I used um, a day timer that I would schedule things out, you know, a paper day timer to a Palm Pilot. I had a Palm Pilot for a long time. And, you know, now it's all built into our phones and making sure that, you know, your calendars and things are integrated, you know, with your devices so that there's alerts and knowing what's going on. And then hopefully whatever software you're using for time management, um, again, like professional services firms that are doing uh, like accounting or you uh, law firms, there's integrations between Outlook or the calendar app and those that software. So, you know, I, I think whether you're a CEO of a company or somebody that's actually doing the work every day, you know, just in the trenches, um, just coming in and knowing what you're doing is, is half the battle, you know, walking in and having a blank calendar and well, what am I supposed to do today? I think it's the worst thing. And then closing out the day, look at the calendar at the end of the day, um, have end of day procedures for everybody inside your company and, and review what's happening the next day um, so that you have, you know, if you need to adjust schedules around or, you know, make adjustments that you're aware of it the day before. So when you start the next day, you know exactly what you're doing and, and, and give yourself some room if fires come up or things happen, there should be some, some extra space in there. But I, I highly recommend for my personal opinion is just that you should be calendared and, and you should know what you're doing at the beginning of the day. And there's just plenty of tools out there to do that. And one last uh, topic on this, how do you, with the digital age, we can be connected to our job on our phone, like at all times, teams and email and somebody can get a hold of you at all times, but that can obviously lead to dissatisfaction or burnout. How do you recommend setting the, the boundaries and guidelines for not being connected at every moment? Oh, that's a tough question. So I, I just share a personal story because I, you know, I run a technology company and I love technology, but I have to disconnect. And, uh, you know, for me, you know, I, I, uh, I go for runs or bike rides in the morning and I don't have the technology on when I'm doing that um, so that I can be disconnected. A couple of times a year, I take a vacation where I don't take you know, uh, devices, um, that have communication or I, I may check them if I'm able to just like a, a certain, you know, maybe an hour a day to check my messages and just, you know, the review, the emergency stuff. So you have to give your staff time to disconnect and, 
And as owners, you know, speaking to owners of the company, you, I think you have to have an expectation of your employees need time away. Don't don't message them at 11 o'clock at night and expect to respond. It's really nice. Outlook actually has a new feature in there that I really would really like is it, if you're sending messages after hours, it pops up and says, you know, this is outside your normal business hours. Would you like to send it in the morning? And you can actually, whether it's Teams or an Outlook, you can schedule those messages to go out the next day so that you're not, you know, making the employee feel like, especially as an owner communicating to an employee that they have to respond right then and there. So I've used that a few times recently. That's a new feature in Outlook or just realizing, hey, I'm going to send this in the morning rather than the night before, because I got to give my team, you know, time to rest and recover and have personal time too. You know, if there's critical things going on, emergencies, that's a different story, but certainly, you know, regular daily work, um, everybody needs a little bit of time away. And, you know, uh, there's lots of advice out there of, you know, turning your, your alerts off at night. Um, I have mindset set except for emergencies that shut off at nine o'clock at night. So I'm not getting, you know, buzzing or calls. It, emergency calls go through from certain people. Uh, but other than that, I, I, I get sleep. <laughs> so I think it's important to have that, have that balance. All right. Well, thanks so much for all your advice on that. It's a good conversation, good topics that I think people can always discuss and work on. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely we live in a different age today than 20 years ago. So we have to we have to create new rules around it. So thanks, everybody. 